There's too many homelosers, too many trammers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasure. Hello, welcome to Rotten Treasure. We watched, uh, oh god, what did we watch? A Creed 2, that's what this one is. Um, and it, it was, we're here. Hi, I'm your host, uh, Jim O'Donnell, and with me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hey Jim, it's Kai Bobby, how are you? You you uh, you got me for a second, and I thought for a, I I really thought that I said the wrong name. <laughs> Why? Because I normally don't refer to myself. Yeah, I panicked really hard, and I was like, "Oh no! Did I accidentally? Did I accident? If did I accidentally call our guest the uh, the host? I don't right. know." Wait. So on the other host, and also you're forgetting my name. <laughs> yeah, and you could be you could be the guest, and our so let's bring in our other 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 host. Uh. <laughs> She is an actor and improviser who has been in a basement in Gray's Ferry for the last year. You can go to jessysnow.com, that's J-E-S-S-I-S-N-O-W.com, and that will let you know what she's up to on the internet and in Philadelphia this summer. It's Jessica Snow. Hey, that's me. Oh, yay. <laughs> yay. We really got to get, like, a fake apl- applause. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> Hey. <laughs> all right all right hey hi jess how are you i'm great how are you all yeah, I, i'm i'm doing fine i'm kai yeah i'm pretty feeling i'm pretty feeling i'm feeling pretty, pretty solid yeah nice. feel good today yeah just what we we watched creed 2 <laughs> not together but like we all watched it separately at some point uh What's your relationship with Creed 2 or the whole Rocky franchise or the Creed franchise? Um, I mean, I guess we're related because I am very from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely saw Rocky 1 and 2 and 3 when I was like a kid-ish. Um, but I don't think I ever watched anything. I think I only saw Rocky one again and I didn't really watch anything else, um, until I was like, oh, I have to watch Creed 2 now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, but I, I'm from Philadelphia and I know those streets and my dad, uh, liked the, he loved the first one. And um, his name is actually in the first one. Um, most of my relationship with the Rocky franchise was my brother and his friend Ricky, and sometimes I would get a turn playing the Rocky like video game in my brother's room mm-hmm. um, after school. And one of the fighters in the game was named Billy Snow. And we didn't really know why at the time, but that's my dad's name. <laughs> Um, and then we found out, um, and I was going to watch Rocky one again before we did this, but I didn't. Um, but I found out it is the first one. I wasn't sure. I knew it was at the beginning. Um, they're like looking for someone easy for someone to fight, which also happens in Creed two. They talk for a second, like, we'll just get you someone else to like fight real fast. Yep. 
Um, so they just like pulled out the name. It's like, what do you think about Billy Snow? And so they just kept that name like in like the dogma of Rocky lore. And I think that they probably got it off of the wall at one of the boxing gyms in Kensington because my dad used to box when he was a teenager and like in his early 20s in Kensington. So he's like, yeah, they probably found my name somewhere on A Street or something. (laughs) That's definitely possible. Like. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that's that's really cool, actually. Here, but the guy in the game has like a blonde mullet, and my mm. dad had red hair. He was actually like a big time soccer player in the city. He's in like the soccer hall of fame and stuff. Oh, and really? they used to call him El Diablo because he has like bright red hair. <laughs> um, so it's funny that the character in the game, like he never exists in the movie. They just say the name. But so in the game, they had free range to like make some American crappy fighter. So he has a blonde mullet. Oh my God. <laughs> very, very 80s of them, despite it being a 70s yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the game came out in the 80s. I, I, I used to play, there was one that came out probably like 2002 or something uh, called Rocky Legends. And it also had all of the, all of the, the same any, old names. Any boxer whose name kind of showed up in the movies, showed up. So I remember playing against Billy Snow in those games. He was terrible. He was like the easiest guy to beat. But... Yeah, because he was mentioned in the first movie, so yeah. they had to make him super easy so that by the time he got to Ivan Drago, it was really hard. My dad was very cool with that. He thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> your dad is the Glass Joe. Is there a small possibility that your dad is actually lying to you and there's like a Rocky 1.5 out there? <laughs> that like, totally he's possible. in it. <laughs> he's like, all right, fine, but we're going to make you have to wear a, a blonde mullet. Means like, it's fine. <laughs> I'll do it. Good, they won't know it's me. <laughs> I like the idea of there being much like the Lion King 1.5 where it's Rocky, the original Rocky movie, but told from your dad's perspective. <laughs> Just some other guy at the gym, like leaning over the ropes, like, oh, Rocky again. I never get any time. <laughs> that guy's oh, a bomb. Oh, Rocky's on the heavy bag again. <laughs> oh, Rocky's drinking eggs. I'm never going to get over there. <laughs> Which is very much the plot of the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my dad's montage would be so cute. <laughs> I mean, it's not too late to just make this. I mean, you are a creator, so don't give up. This could be real. Billy Snow's Billy Snow is vaccinated. Oh shit. He's, he's, uh, not much of a runner anymore, but we could do some pretty hilarious things. Does he have a Twitter? <laughs> no. Cuz if you make him one, I would love it if he would add Sylvester Stallone and challenge him. Oh man. My dad uh, might have a whole new life on Twitter tomorrow. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I I mean, I feel like Sylvester Stallone would... De- I mean, this is kind of his... In his opinion, this is his legacy. Even though he's had a million movies that he's been in, in his opinion, he wants to be remembered as Rocky. Definitely. So he does anything he can to, like, reference Rocky. I, I think he would absolutely love to meet the actual Billy Snow. <laughs> and, you know, now that his hair is gray... And he's been in the pandemic for a while. My mom's been cutting his hair. We might have a blondish mullet going on. <laughs> I mean, That's it. Go ahead, Kai. 
Well, I was just going to say, he's already, like, he's meeting all of his old enemies, so why not? Let's just get this going for Creed 4. It's not too late. Finally. Like, <laughs> Finally, Billy Snow. Oh, my God. I'm into it. Although, I can do. given the trajectory of the Creed movies, he'd have to fight you, because apparently <laughs> the existence of a child in the yeah. Rocky franchise means they have to be a fighter. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe I could fight uh, Milo... The, the guy who's his son, Robert. Oh, oh. his grandson? <laughs> Wait, which character? The, yeah, the, the grandson that he goes to visit at the end. Oh, yeah. No, okay, yeah, yeah. Fight. Yeah, it could, I mean, you have to let him get a little older before you beat the shit out of him, but yeah. Well, that was three years ago now, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. getting there. Yeah, he, he's got to be upwards of 11. That's time. <laughs> That's the time, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that was... All right, yeah, just... I thought that was sweet. I, I was a little bit confused because you, you said you, you haven't seen... You never saw Rocky Balboa, the, the movie that came out, the no. sixth installment? Because they already bring this kid back as an adult. It's the same actor. What's his name? Oh, it's not Sage Stallone because, unfortunately, Sage Stallone has passed. Oh, no. Oh. But they... It's, they've... it's someone else. Anyways... You'll find it. Uh, they uh, they bring back the same actor, like for the cameo at the end of the Creed two movie, but the last time that we saw them in like you know two thousand the two thousand eight movie, they were like they already resolved, they were fine, like they were great, mm-hmm. like they've done this a few times. They did that in the fifth movie too. Like I really I did we never really find out what the fuck happens. Does he just suck at being like a dad? I I kind of didn't like that. I, I I didn't like that they made him a bad father. Because in the fifth movie, his redemption arc is that he is a good father. He was like, oh, I've been ignoring my son. I guess I I should be a good father to him. And by the end of the movie, he's a good father to him. You're like, good. I'm glad he's a good father. And then by Creed 2, he's a terrible father who never sees his kid because he doesn't feel like going to Vancouver. It's too far. (laughs) It's too far. It's too far. It is another country, and he is afraid of flying, as they imply. true. I guess. I mean, I'm not about flying right now. I'm uh, I'm going up to see. Actually, I'm going up to see my parents. Today's actually my dad's birthday, so happy birthday, Bob. Oh yay! Uh, yeah, I just got off the phone with him a little bit before we got on. Um, but I am so pumped uh, to go up to New Hampshire this summer and go spend some time with the fam. Um, my dad never fought uh, or was in like a Rocky Balboa game or anything like that, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> still a pretty cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> still cool. It's still cool. <laughs> I feel like you could still be a good father without having to be in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a hard or, or having five makeup scenes in five <laughs> separate movies <laughs> where you reconnect. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, every single movie he has to go see his son and be like, "We're good again." And he's like, "We are." <laughs> Well, I mean, they're going to keep going. I know they're making Creed 3, so who knows? Maybe they'll keep wow. having a shitty relationship. Um, but also, my phone knows that I've been watching Rocky, so it also has told me that Rocky's not, or Sylvester Stallone's not going to be in a third Creed. Yeah. So. Oh. I hope, I kind of hope he dies. Like, Ooh. Sylvester Stallone, or? No, the character of Rocky. <laughs> like, I, I want, I love him, but, like, in Rocky 3, uh, Mick dies, so, like, it would make sense. And he yeah. is about the same age as Burgess Meredith. He was yeah. exactly the same age as him in Creed 1. I know shit. Wow. Fun fact. 
Yeah, I'd be fine. I mean, it, it, they hinted at cancer the first time, so I mean, like, I would imagine. That, I mean, they did the cute little thing where they he even said like, uh, like he like passed the torch over. What did he say? It's like it's your turn now. I think. Yeah. Um, it's your world now, or something. Yeah. So I mean, like they 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 set it up. I mean, people should. I I didn't watch this in in twenty eighteen. Um, but whoever did, they should have known. Like, okay, cool, Rocky stuff. I mean, he also does that like little like hat tilt with the behind the chair, like really cinematic <laughs> moment. They really this movie was a heavy uh, like goodbye yes. to Sylvester Stallone. Every point Solano. was made three different ways and not simultaneously, <laughs> <laughs> so you could see it happen again and again and again. <laughs> the, How did the Rock? Go ahead. I was just gonna, I was no no no. Go ahead. I actually have a general question, but go ahead. I was gonna say the Rocky movies aren't known for their subtlety, so. No, they lay it on pretty thick, um, and then sometimes they'll lay on like three more montages on top of it just to let you know that they really mean it. <laughs> like he's he's training, and uh, Adrian's can, here, and now he's training. <laughs> can we talk about where on earth they were for this? Like they went to a Star Wars planet for this montage. Um, it was like <laughs> tents in the middle of the desert yeah. in Philly. You've never seen Breaking something. Breaking Bad before? I mean, I think, it's, I think they uh, probably was relatively near there. <laughs> the classic Philadelphia deserts. We all have been to them. <laughs> Wait, where are they actually? You're right. Where, where the fuck are, are they? Where are they? Is my question. <laughs> no, that's a fair question. He's digging, he's digging a hole and they're like, everything <laughs> seems sandy when he's like running. Um, Okay call me an idiot but <laughs> did anyone else think that when he was hitting the hammer on the ground that they were like okay start an earthquake <laughs> he's not a god <laughs> no, i thought i really thought they were like okay bash this hammer to the ground until an earthquake <laughs> until an earthquake happens <laughs> that that didn't cross my mind <laughs> what really it wasn't until later he was in a hole i was like Oh, yeah, I guess that, that is a stupid thing. Like, they started backing away, and I was like, yeah, because the, the ground is about to open up. <laughs> and they're all going to fall in. It's dangerous. Yeah, of course they're going to walk away. Because Michael B. Jordan takes his ultimate form. We all have seen the movie, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but also, I assumed they were in, like, Death Valley or those thereabouts. Because that's right outside L.A. so... Like, I, I, sure, they can be anywhere, and they were in Russia and everything, um, but, like, I'm just used to a Rocky montage being, like, I get to follow it around the city and be like, you couldn't have gotten from there to there, like, <laughs> in the other movies, and this was like, where are you? <laughs> and it was just, like, such funny things, like. It's not like they couldn't access a gym if they wanted to. Yeah. They chose to throw tires around and all, which people pay lots of money to do now. I know that. They yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. They really, really love it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, it just was like, I, it made me think of like how when Mr. Miyagi had a montage, like he got a fixed fence, a mm-hmm. fixed car, right. a painted roof like he got things out of it yeah and this montage was just like move things around in the middle of nowhere and then we'll put them all back on the truck and get out of here (laughs) (laughs) it's it's very much 
literally the opposite of uh, what happens in Rocky Four because in that one he trains in the snow and it's exactly the same where it's like him lifting up uh, tires and pushing Just it whatever. into the snow <laughs> and then he runs up a mountain in the snow and then he pushes a bunch of people in a cart in the snow okay. and then this one they were like what if we did that but it was the desert i mean yeah you make it work against the elements he did have to run like faster than a car by the yeah, end of it so i mean that like was a thing where he was chasing the car or the car was chasing him it was a weird sh- it was a weird shot i was like do people really run that fast or did they just like kept flip booking the same image over and over again because that was just really fast i'm gonna look how fast look up how fast usain bolt was that one time Huh. <laughs> <laughs> was it car speed 27 miles per hour <laughs> so yeah. fastest man alive in a sprint yeah. is slightly faster than a car in a residential zone i uh i i do like that they did do like the double montage though and like and with like uh what's his name is it victor yeah 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 victor drago like his character is interesting. I like it. I don't know how y'all feel about it. I I know that he doesn't say much, but like, I don't know. He still was an interesting character to me. Like, I kept mm-hmm. overanalyzing him for some reason through this whole film. But um, yeah, I, I I did like his his like whole like daddy issues problem, and yeah. also I liked them uh, like when he got into the like prep in preparation with him. It was like sparring with him and shit. Um, it was cute. I like, I love me some yeah. daddy issues in a uh, in a movie. <laughs> That you really liked the Creed movies, because that's what yeah. they are about. Mm-hmm. Even unexplained repeating daddy issues that we thought we already took care of. Right! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, within the same movie, yes, but also within the last movie, they were like, hey, you're, you're to Creed, like, basically, everyone's like, hey, your dad's dead, and he's like, I didn't know him, and this movie is just him going through the fact that uh, he's like, oh, no, my dad's dead, but I didn't know him. But everyone else who knew him, they don't know him as well as I do. It's very, it, it's very strange the way they deal with his daddy issues. I think it's called the male bravado. <laughs> uh, just really pumped to take it down. Let's destroy it. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's dumb. I would, I would just be like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to fight. <laughs> I'm not gonna fight that dude. Yeah. <laughs> My movie would have just been like, nah. <laughs> Oh, just, big man punched me hard, and <laughs> I, I, I almost died? I think I'm good with fighting that literal man. Yeah, I'm all set. Fuck that. Also, that's a very specific... If somebody that killed my dad, uh, their kid, then wanted to fight me, like, you all have been prepping to murder me. Like, that's... Why would I line up for that? That's not That's not what I want. Yeah. I'm all set. That first time they, like, weigh in, and they're standing across from each other, and you see that he's, like... A lot taller than you, and a lot wider <laughs> than you. Mm-hmm. You can just go home to your baby. <laughs> there is no way that those two are in the same weight class. Mm. Like weight classes are within like five pounds of each other. Oh really? There is no way that man is within five pounds of him. He definitely was beefy. Um, I was into it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he, I forget, I, I haven't looked into it too much, but he's like a, is he a, he's a real boxer? Oh, I think he is. Uh, I remember the guy from the last movie definitely was. Mm, but, yeah, no, I, 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 I saw someone talking about, uh, on the internet, they were like happy about the way that he said so much with his eyes, and I was like, mm-hmm. that's what it is, he keeps drawing me in with these like really intense looks, and also he has really pretty eyes. 
Um, so I was drawn in for probably a multitude of reasons, one of which is I just... I, I think I've developed... Uh, i got to stop developing crushes on all the characters we keep watching in these movies. <laughs> Why? That's yeah, fine. Just... Just, yeah. It's just what happens when I bump into this, like, this actor in real life. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll be so flustered. I won't know what to say. I'll be like, beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> He's heard it before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, punch me. <laughs> I can't figure out if this guy's an actual boxer or not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you okay? You failed? Yeah, I couldn't. He doesn't have, like, a Wikipedia, so it's a little... I gave up after that. That's fair. I mean, it's not going to make or break my life. Um, I'll be okay. I did, like, like I, I had to look up to see how many people they brought back from the fourth movie. Because I was, like, they really brought back, like, everybody. Um, yeah, all two people. <laughs> no, but even, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stallone's ex-wife. You met her. Uh, Bridget plays... Nielsen. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I've only, I, what do I, what should I know her from? Uh, she also dated Flava Flav. Okay. Oh, she did date Flava Flav. <laughs> she used to turn up <laughs> on uh, Flavor of Love all the time. Oh, wow. I miss that. I, one time, uh, a girl spit on that other girl in New York, and then she ran away, and that was really funny. So she's been up to some stuff <laughs> yeah. between Rockies. <laughs> I'm sure she's done other things, but that's all I know her for. Uh, no, I, I did like the fact that uh, there was even mommy issues on top of this, too, because he was just mm. left, you know? I mean, to... The fact that that dude, when he, uh, Ivan lost, he, like, lost, his, like, his his wife, but the fact that she, like, left her kid, like, fuck that. I felt so yeah. bad for this kid. She, they 100%, they don't even imply, they literally say it, that she left because he lost. So, yeah. she was like, uh, my husband, uh, my husband couldn't fight one man. My child will be motherless, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> terrible. Oh, Oh, and now my son can't fight another man? He will continue to be motherless. I hate him. <laughs> so my mom says this really adorable thing. Um, most volcanoes are really just sad mountains. And, like, I kept... I had that feeling looking at this character the whole time. I'm just like, this dude just needs a hug. He needs a hug super bad. <laughs> That's why Ivan Drago throws in the towel at the end. I know. His son just needs yeah. a hug. I thought that was sweet. I got I got a little teary, which I didn't expect to get teary <laughs> during the Rocky franchise. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I got a little teary too for uh, the murderer man. <laughs> the murderer man. So, uh, in Rocky Four, he murders Apollo Creed unapologetically. Yeah. He like the ref tries to stop the fight, and he pushes him aside and continues to punch Apollo Creed until he's dead. And then they're like how do you feel about this fight? And he's like, if he dies, he dies. He's re- he's cold and relentless. And then in this movie, they're like, you should feel bad for me because after I lost that fight, I lost everything. It's like, you murdered a man. Like, <laughs> brutally. Yeah, I don't like his redemption story. I just want the kid. I, I, I really hope that, that we get to see in Creed 3, like he just settled down and like, I don't know, runs yeah. like a daycare yeah <laughs> i was gonna like... say antique store but yeah sure. oh no i was gonna say deli <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like just a really well-known neighborhood friendly yeah. person who's just yeah. figured out themselves you know that's mm-hmm. what i want for that victor you're gonna be all right victor i really hope that it works out for you <laughs> yeah that's that's old victor drago he used to be 
almost the champion of the world until he cheated and then got punched by a man a bunch of times. The hits are hard. Um, I mean, I watched both Creed 1 and Creed 2 this weekend back-to-back, and they're definitely it's watching it in 4k and high def like i just it's hard to watch these hits uh so i'm grateful in the second one there was just it was just less of it it was a lot less boxing it was just more just drama like yeah. they're taking this shit seriously like i love this the the stuff with just uh michael b jordan um like bianca and their kid I, what's yeah. the kid's name amara mara amara or mara amara amara yeah, I don't know. Their story alone, I was just like, oh, cool. This is like its own movie um, within a movie. It's cute. So many feelings. <laughs> yeah, I did. I think, Jess, have you seen this the, the first Creed movie? No. You might like that one a little bit more because that movie is just 100% them just walking around Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go and, hey, I know that place. And then there's a bunch of kids on dirt bikes. And you're like, yeah, I watched the montage scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. On YouTube because I knew that there would be one that was actually Philadelphia when I was disappointed by this <laughs> not being Philadelphia. Like Max's is in it and shit. So like, yeah, it's they yeah. they they try to let you know where they're really at, and that's a good thing to do because I mean, you want to make sure you pull in those Rocky fans too if you're gonna you know get those extra views in for the uh, the series. Mm-hmm. They. They do also do in that one, though, the, like, them jumping around Philadelphia because Rocky lives in Kensington. Mm-hmm. Adrian's is in South Philly. And then Max's is in way north Philly. And it's implied that he lives, like, right next to all three of those places. Yeah. And then also he's just like, yeah, and then I'll just go down to the uh, the Italian market and then back up to the... Uh, uh, the museum, as if that's not five miles away from each other. As if, as if you're not going to be stuck on Chestnut Street for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, there's a parade going through again. <laughs> oh, I would love to actually see, uh, like, a training montage and, like, in the, like being pissed off like a mummer's parade's in the way. <laughs> <laughs> or just the Elmo and the kids. <laughs> 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 I guess you can just start running with Elmo, though. He'd be into it. Yes. From everything I've experienced with Elmo, he would 100% be that. (laughs) He loves to hang outside my apartment. Oh, lucky. The first time, yes, you're right, lucky. (laughs) The next 10 times when they're playing drums and I'm like, I'm trying to watch Creed 2. Stop. (laughs) I want to hear. It's fair. fair. I'm grateful. There was a moment where we didn't think Jim was going to be able to watch the movie today, but he he got it in. It was just, thank you so much for your patience. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. I was like, I've done, we've talked about it, about how it would be kind of fun if one of us just didn't watch the movie entirely and showed up, (laughs) uh, or just had a guest that didn't watch the movie, and then we just talked to them about it. Um, But yeah, no, we'll definitely have to have one of those eventually. We can't. We kind of did that with Victor Tran because he didn't really watch uh, Tremors, whatever one he watched. Oh, yeah, he lost the the second half or like the last third of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't watch it for like a technical issue with uh, with like the website or whatever that he got it on. Uh, 
So it's just like, all right, we'll fill in the blanks. We actually acted out a scene, and uh, <laughs> one of us got to be Jamie Kennedy, I believe. Was it you who got to be Jamie Kennedy? I love that. No. I don't know. Victor got to be Jamie Kennedy. It was so dumb. <laughs> so don't worry, Jim. Next time we, uh, if either one of us misses the movie, we'll just, I'll bring scripts, and we'll, we'll keep that tradition going. Yeah, we'll just talk out the entire movie, and then we'll do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a table read. Everyone's it's a table favorite. read now. It's a table read. <laughs> Honestly, I'll do anything to feel like I'm actually like an, an actor or like a performer right now. So that sounds lovely. Just to somewhat feel like I'm going back into reality. Mm-hmm. Soon. Soon. Yeah. Jess, have you been doing anything for like during pandemic with comedy wise? Here and there. At the beginning, um, I was teaching a class um that was supposed to start like the week before everything shut down and we were like hold on a minute um so then we ended up starting it in april on zoom Mm -hmm. and i hated it so much yeah it was a 101 and like trying to explain to people who haven't seen any shows in the theater style and stuff like trying to find the right youtube clips and then it didn't even matter because they couldn't do that they were all in separate houses all over the tri-state area so it was very weird so i did um i think there was like a maestro show or one of those like Mm -hmm. karen was doing some things i did some stuff like that at the beginning because i always like to perform what i'm teaching so that students can like see me do things Mm. um and I hated all of them. So once the class was over, I was like, I don't have to do that for a little while. Um, and then I just did like some readings and like um, like play more play oriented stuff that works a little more easily. Mm. Um, or at least people know exactly what they're getting. Um, That's real. And so I've just started doing some more like podcasts and like more comedy adjacent and like storytelling things and all again because i was just checked out for a little while there (laughs) (laughs) which is very i mean um i feel like we all have uh opinions on zoom prov and it's very difficult to do for various reasons for some specific things like you can make it work but you can't just do improv like you're gonna mm-hmm. do a jam or something that's what i'm really grateful for uh so joe gates being our coach uh for daddy issues is great because he's really taken it to heart to be like okay this isn't just let's just copy paste and do it on here he's actively trying mm-hmm. to think about how to to not just go okay we're stuck on the internet but like how can we actually use this um yeah. that being said i have my ups and downs of enjoying it because it's not the same and i just want to be in the same room as my team Yes, it's so weird not yeah. hearing people laugh and stuff. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do without people laughing. Like, yeah, the scenes feel like they have very little direction because of that. Because yeah. the audience is the one that tells you, like, "Oh, you're doing well. Keep going that way." Yeah. See, we usually take a quote out of the uh, the episode for we will. We'll take a quote out of context for for your episode. We always do that for everyone's episode. <laughs> But you just said one, I was like, oh, maybe that could be it. But, like, I don't know what to do if, if people, what is it? I'm sorry. I don't know what to do if people aren't laughing. I was just like, oh, that's so real, but also I cannot use that. 
Oh, because I, I so, I hear that. But that's, I was just talking to my dad about this, actually, right before we get on here, about how, as an adult, how important play is. It's really nice to have such a delightful conversation about that, because he was like, when I come in June, uh, he's like, yeah, it'll be really good to play. And I was like, Dad, when's the last time you played? Like, when's the last time you just did something for you and for fun? And he's like, oh, it's been like months. And I'm like, you need to rectify that stat. It's your birthday. Go do something right now that is just delightful. Um, and it's been hard because I, I, I definitely, through the pandemic, accepted that fun was just on hold. Yeah. Um, so it's, I don't know, it's hard, but I'm starting to actually be like, I actively need to go do shit that's fun. Fuck, I gotta go take care of myself. Um, but that's what Monday nights is. Improv practice has definitely been a key key for that. That's just even scary. if I get to be, even if out of the whole night I only do like one scene that I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of proud of that. Um, I at least get to see my goofy friends and be an idiot for a bit. <laughs> Yeah. I've been playing um, Jackbox games on Tuesday nights with people from college. Nice. Oh. And I'm like an old person, so this is <laughs> this was a long time ago. And it's really weird because when it started, some of them I had not seen in 15, 16 years. <laughs> and then some of them like... I talk to a lot on Facebook and stuff, but they live in like North Jersey. So like I've seen them like at a wedding two years ago or something. And it, and now I, I mean, I'm probably the biggest slacker uh, because a, a lot of things have chosen Tuesday night for some reason. I have a lot of groups of friends and fish does a thing on Tuesday nights sometimes. And I got to dance. Um, so <laughs> I you might fish the band, and I was I like, did, I did. <laughs> um, so I I've probably gone to the fewest of them, but there's been like fifty now. Like we've been doing it <laughs> for a year, and it's super fun. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that like has gotten th- uh, a lot of people through all this is having a regular thing with people. Yeah, like the like daddy issues uh, is for me and Kai uh, mm-hmm. has just like been a regular thing that yeah. keeps it all together and keeps it a scheduled. <laughs> Jim, what's that, schedule? What's another weird schedule thing that you and I do that actually keeps us sane? I don't it? know. We'll so, figure it out. Something on Wednesday <laughs> nights. I don't know <laughs> that we put out on Thursdays because you randomly said it that one time. Anyways, keep. going. Ooh, I love talking myself into responsibility. <laughs> yeah, if you just say it, then it's it, it's fact now. I did the same thing with jessysnow.com about two weeks ago, and that's why I could give it to you all, because oh. it's not ready yet, but um. it will be before anyone hears this. <laughs> well, yeah, you got, you got five oh. weeks. What a great way to, like, keep your like keep on schedule you're like i have five weeks to uh, i have get this done. nobody telling me what to do right now so if i don't go on podcasts and make myself um lie about what's ready for the people <laughs> then it never will become ready for the people what do you mean you're not lying it's it's five weeks from now it's yeah done. it's gonna happen it's gonna happen <laughs> i think it that's kind of how it went with like sign up for improv for me i was just like yeah i'm just gonna do this and then i my boss sat me down and was like you're doing this but it was still like the act of being like i'm i'm doing it this is happening like i have to do this now because i said it out loud 
Wait, am I mistaken? Hold on a second. You, 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 you were Jim's one-on-one teacher, yes? Am I, am I mixing that up or no? Nope, you got it right. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. Because I was like, okay, wait, this is, because I'm in the daddy issues group, but the, a lot of the daddies originated out of your class. Um, so you in some ways are responsible for daddy issues (laughs) i've always wanted to be responsible for daddy issues (laughs) then i gotta find someone to be the daddy and then i gotta be the problem but maybe no (laughs) no that's great (laughs) your that class was it was a very special class because uh daddy issues came out of it but also another team came out weasel uh, because of, uh, if you remember, Sandy and Sheila, they both started a team oh. with a bunch of people from that class and other classes that we had gathered along the way. Mm-hmm. So now, no matter what, if they do anything successful, improv related or not, you get to claim that as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I teach so many 101s. You got to hit gold sometimes and then be like, I did that. <laughs> I, I respect you on such a deep level for teaching 101. Um, even just oh, when yeah. I went out to Minneapolis and I took even a 201, uh, I was really grateful because I was in a fun track where it was just like, uh, basically I think, uh, I think Philly had a class that called it gender minorities, but pretty much everybody other than cis men. Uh, Ooh, and yeah. we had that class. So there wasn't like two, there was, a, if anything, there, there was a lot of us, we had a lot of stuff on the no list. Um, and we did not have much confrontation, but still there is kind of like that uh 101s are the grounds of oh shit i definitely shouldn't have said that um yeah. it's a place where you have to be like oh these are people that i normally argue with on the internet but now they're in my life and like they're trying you i just now i'm empathizing with people i'd normally yell at like <laughs> yeah. it, it's this weird ground of like all right we're all gonna be vulnerable and probably say something stupid let's see what happens yeah and i i, I also think that you have a very tough job with 101 where you're trying to cultivate this fun atmosphere mm-hmm. and once in a while people are bringing it down and you have to be like hey guys it's still fun but like how about no don't do that <laughs> it's hard it's 101 i love it it's my favorite um but like it is like you want people to get used to taking notes and stuff but you, you don't really need to give any notes in 101 unless it's something that people should not do. <laughs> like, unless they're really, like, putting someone else in danger, like, hurting the atmosphere of the show, like, um, then I don't want to, like, stop anyone in 101. Mm-hmm. Then in 201, you start to be like, but what if? But if this, then what goes more? Like, what's the smarter choice? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, what? What's more fun? How? If we follow the fun here, is that fun for the whole audience? Like, and I try to start that in one hundred and one, but like, I just want one hundred and one. Like, it's so like teaching like birthday Bobby how to play again. Mm-hmm. It's it's getting a bunch of like dads birthday even if Bobby. you're only thirty and you don't realize you're a dad yet. You're yeah. a dad <laughs> um, being like, can we all just like be kind and have fun now? Um and then you can start like that's what I, I've I've had ho- I've had the worst experiences teaching 301s. I've had some of the greatest experiences really? teaching 301s too. But I've just had like students that I had like several people help me figure out how to explain things <laughs> and to try to get them around that corner 
people who just like can't give up the me, me, me and become mm-hmm. part of an ensemble that like you can't go from 301. You really shouldn't go from 201 to 301 without being an ensemble person. Mm-hmm. And 301, like the way Fit was doing it last at all, it was a lot of like uh, monologues and stuff. And so people, people who signed up for improv because they want to do stand up and all are like in their element and they get to like do crazy stereotype characters if they want to. Right. And so I have to go in every week like, is this going to be the one where I got to tell some white boy to stop that? <laughs> and uh, it often is <laughs> in 301. <laughs> I, I forgot who told me, was it? I think it was probably in my 101. Um, or maybe it was my 201. Oh yeah, it was Caitlin. I think it was Caitlin Corkery about the idea of like talking about like how it's it's it takes a lot to get up and go up to someone and say hey like what you said really like hurt me or really bothered me, uh, offended me. Um, so like the worst thing you can do is just give like an empty real quick sorry. Just actively be like okay cool I will I will think on that and I'll try harder. Thank you. Like just mm-hmm. think like thank someone for literally like it's hard. It depends if someone's yelling at you. I understand when someone yells at you, it's hard to actually. Like, I don't like it when someone comes to my face and I'm like, you're terrible. I'm like, ah, I don't, maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I understand defensiveness, but I actively try to when people give me feedback like that to just yeah. take a second. And it's so hard in like a community improv class because people are on so many different levels with their understanding of like what even getting notes is yeah, <laughs> or like what being mm-hmm. in an ensemble is or any of it. So it's very, um, daunting before a 301 because anything is possible Mm. um for like you could you could have a class where half of them were musical theater majors at like penn state or something and now they're doing finance but they all have the vocab like have been in an ensemble like know how to treat people in a collaborative space and then the other half of the class is their friends from their office <laughs> who oh. have never, you know, like, yeah. or not directly, but it's basically the people that have no idea and someone told them they're funny and some of them like get it really quickly and some of them don't. I think there's about to be a wave of really difficult 101 classes coming with the pandemic because people are going to be like hey you know what you never gave that a chance and there's a lot of those people that probably should have never gave that a chance (laughs) (laughs) we all we all get a couple years to try stupid stupid stuff you know yeah i'm ready i'm ready for it i will uh take that for the team thank you thank you teach those people or try (laughs) i will welcome them and uh see what we can do with them (laughs) i will tell my dad to sign up (laughs) (laughs) happy birthday yeah let's get get birthday bobby in a class see i feel like my dad would accidentally like he's he likes instructions right so i feel like he'd be like this one kid or i think a few people have done this where like you'll tell them they're instead of doing improv clothes they'll take their real shoe off Mm-hmm. Like, that's my dad. He'll accidentally try to commit mm-hmm. to it so much that I'm just like, no, 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 Bob. Let's use your imagination. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's... But that that's a rather, um, 
accessible note to give. Yeah. Like, if you take your real shoe off, then later you have to take your real pants off, and you don't want to do that, so or our lawyers don't want you to do that. So <laughs> you have to take your fake shoes off in order to take your fake pants off. But then trying to, like, translate that to, like, how you treat people in scenes. Like, yeah. you want to have a fight with your wife, but if you make that fight this kind of pointed stuff, like, you're not going to get what you want out of this scene. It's not going to be fun anymore. No. <laughs> Just like it wouldn't be fun if you took off your real pants. It's fun for a second, and then everyone's like, ah. It's, you're going to take, when we start this fight at a 10, we can't go up. <laughs> I, I do like that I'm comfortable enough with my team to try to push those limits. I had a, a practice with uh, our, our good old lovable uh, Jack on our team where I was his electric toothbrush. Um Yeah, fun. And he's like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm just going to plug you in. And I was like, yeah, plug me, bro plug me come on man <laughs> and just i know it's stupid yay but it's just like to see his face just get so red so quick that i like i know that this is like i like it when you have that but when you're like surrounded by strangers don't play with that kind yeah. of shit like it's not safe it's, to it's, do that it's fun on your team yeah when oh yeah explained and talk to each other someone even uh i think nate always talks about this uh there was a time where Someone was just, like, called someone naked because no one likes to be called naked. But their response today was just, like, if you think, like, a tank top and shorts is naked, then we need to have a conversation. And I was <laughs> like, what a great save to not have to make your character be naked. <laughs> oh, I think he said that was during, like, a jam. Yeah. When you saw that happen. Which... That is good. I, I feel like jams are the place to... It, it, it's, like, the hardest training ground because... You do. Ha you are usually going into the scene with someone who's good, and they will steer the scene in the right direction. But you still get to hear the, the the silence of no one laughing because you don't know anyone in this crowd. And then you're like, "Oh, that wasn't funny," and I just found out because all these people didn't laugh at me. As we've said, I don't know what to do if I don't hear laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Without the laughter, I'm just like I've I've literally had actual like auditions for theater mm -hmm. where there were like two auditors in the room and one of them like they're running late and she's like checking in people for the next one and the director's got their head down and I'm like doing my and I like stop and I'm like I can't keep going if you don't even look at me like i just i'm not this actor that can just like do it to the wall like please mm -hmm. at least look at me i mean that's kind of why i like this being like a like we don't maybe one day we'll actually get our shit together and make some sort of promo video that uses like clips from our our videos <laughs> of course with our our guest approval of course but uh that's why I, I have to absolutely do this with videos because like I just I need to if I'm gonna talk to someone or have an actual engage with someone I need to see them. Yeah. <laughs> it really helps me. Uh, and I need to make sure I'm being listened to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was that is the reason why we pushed for uh, people coming onto Skype uh, with us was so that we can actually see them react and we've had it. Uh, we've had a couple times where, like, someone was like, I gotta turn off my video because, like, my computer's so slow when the video's going, but mm -hmm. it's not when the voice is going. And then we're like, it, it, it's a, it takes adjusting because you're not seeing the person react. You're not seeing the, like, the, like, minutia of their face 
yeah. for like little feelings it's it's important yeah and it's just like it's like doing it's like the little warm-up that we tried to do before we got started sorry secrets um, <laughs> um but it's it's like the the things where you all speak at the same time or something it's it's mm-hmm. seeing someone's breath go up so that we don't always have to like apologize for interjecting and stuff you see someone taking a breath or like looking up and you're like oh they have a point i know we're going there next (laughs) instead of on the phone i hate talking on the phone i don't know what's going on over there i'm like just send Mm -hmm. me a text (laughs) (laughs) facetime me real fast i don't know what you're looking like mom what kind of what was that what was (laughs) that what (laughs) That I that is the, that is it. It's it, it's the body language that we don't mm-hmm. we don't see, but we really that's what we really see. Yeah, that's what we're really looking for. I think that's a. Uh... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's like the the physical vibrations that happens when you're mm-hmm. in the same room as someone, is where you really feel them. Mm-hmm. I think improv has helped me with that tremendously. I mean, having ADHD, I'm. That's interjection city. Like I, mm-hmm. I actively have to be like, I need to work on that. Um, the my understanding of silence, I feel like, like the gaps between sentences, is just differently perceived. I feel like that a lot of other human beings, because um, silence, I've always just felt it so uncomfortable that I'm like, I gotta feel it. Um, <laughs> just like this asshole in the fucking series that we've been watching, Rocky. <laughs> uh, I just, <laughs> I have a history of nervous talking. Um, yeah. So I. Yeah. Improv has helped me tremendously with that though. <laughs> it used to be way worse. <laughs> I I also have that which I I will have to apologize to you Jess for <laughs> when I was in 101, I was I would interrupt you while you were doing lessons and I was like and now I look back on it and I was like why would I ever think to do that? That's so mean to like do to a person. It's just making connections that people do all the time and like yeah. looking for your own connections and all yeah that's how 101 goes yeah i <laughs> thank you for never putting me down for that and be like stop that <laughs> but i also but like i i'm glad that i also eventually figured it out like maybe don't uh talk over the teacher at any point yeah you you get the gist <laughs> uh you can you can also like it depends on the teachers. It's why there's like people who teach one oh ones and people who teach four oh ones that don't like to go the other way. Um, because I get excited by people being excited. Like there are those jerks who are just interjecting to hear themselves talk, who are just like, Oh yeah, I saw that at UCBLA once and I'm like, I don't care. Um <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but there are people who you can tell they're like I, I'm doing Skype first grade right now, as I mentioned earlier, like I'm helping these kids with their virtual school. And it's like a class of first graders. Like when you say the books about a chicken, every kid tells you about a book they read that had a chicken in it mm-hmm. um, because they're just learning how to make associations between a movie being like a book and that book being like the fable that they heard years before and like oh um so like fresh improvisers like hearing stuff and being like oh 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 like i need to say something about that 
you can feel if it's excitement or if it's nervousness or if it's like, I just want to hear myself talk. And then mm-hmm. you try to get that hear themselves talk person to uh, see the value in listening <laughs> and learn some things from some other people quickly so that they'll do that more <laughs> before the class ends. <laughs> yeah, much like what Rocky said in Creed 1. Where he says, if you're talking, you're not listening. <laughs> Who did he say that to? <laughs> he, said, he said that at some point. I forget. <laughs> I forget when. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It, it must be really neat seeing the. Seeing that excitement all the time. Because like, I think of it as like. Uh, 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 if you ever did like camp uh, when you were younger, mm-hmm. like it's just fun to be around people. And then I always imagine like camp counselors always getting to be like, I get to see this happen over and over and over. And like kids come in and they're super excited for six weeks and then they go back to their lives. And then Mm -hmm. kids come in for super excited for six weeks and then go back to their lives. You get to be with people for like the best. (laughs) And that's one thing that I will say about the pandemic class that I taught. Um, Every single Sunday that we did log on, that was a thing of it, too. It was on Sundays. Mm, The Lord's Day. Rude. So (laughs) we ended up missing classes because it started so late. Um, Like, the first, like, George Floyd protests were on those weekends. There was a whole bunch of things going on. So we kept, like, and then there was, like, Fourth of July weekend was, like, right before our show and stuff. So we just kept... It ended up being like an 11 week, eight week class (laughs) because of so much stuff. But every time that we actually had class and it, it ended up being like eight or nine people. I think it was eight students and me. Everyone was like, this is the best part of my week. This is the only time I talk to anyone who's not in my family. Like, cause Mm -hmm. this was April of 2020, like the end of April. Like I hadn't been out of my house yet. The first time I went grocery shopping was the first week of May. Like, I oh, wow. hunkered down in March and, like, would not leave my house. I don't blame you. Um, so, I was talking to my roommates and, like, FaceTiming in my yard with people and then <laughs> seeing these, like, eight strangers and we'd all, like, check in and stuff. And it's kind of a weird, like, connection with people that you've never actually been in the same room with. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It'd be fun to, like, meet them all. We should have a little reunion. (laughs) Yeah, you need to see people. Like, uh, I I mean, starting improv was one of those things where I was like, I want to meet more people. Like, that's a big reason a lot of people do it. And it's one of those things where we all need a community to be a part of. And improv is one of those communities. It's, it's, It's one of the options out there to be a part of something. And really feel like you're a part of a group of people, and it's needed. I, I that's why I think a lot of uh, uh, a lot of programmers tend to end up doing improv for that reason. Yeah, you always yeah. see them in one on ones. So many jobs are like going to be work from home now mm. that mm. like people are going to need stuff. They're going to need to, like, get together with people, not just at happy hours and stuff. Yeah. And, like, it's just such a weird 
I feel like a lot of people found out about improv class because like some girl in their office made them come with them. <laughs> and um, now it's like, you're going to have to convince your Zoom co-workers to come to improv class with you. Yeah, go. Oh boy. <laughs> Guys, hold on. Let me just screen share. I swear, we did this exercise and we recorded it. It was oh so God. much fun. Oh my, God. oh my God, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Hang on, I have this. I have this clip that I put on YouTube uh, with my group. We do that, and I hate. Uh, don't tell them I said this, but I hate when we do on the this. podcast, Jim. I'm keeping it in. <laughs> don't tell Jack. <laughs> he does listen weekly. No, I have a weird feeling about having my improv online as well. I have I have mixed feelings about it. I like that my family can go and see what I'm up to, and maybe go laugh at something I did later. But at the same time. I mean, I don't want to watch them again. <laughs> um, but I'm also nervous because I don't double check what the hell I said or did or was it good. I don't know. I I don't think I've ever watched a full improv show of my own ever. Um, I could, ugh. And like, I've watched a lot of improv because I've produced a lot of festivals and had to like watched so many submissions <laughs> um I, I i love improv but i can't i can't <laughs> i can't watch it recorded yeah. it's um, so different it's, it's the magic is like i've seen shows that are good there's shows that you can tell are good shows mm-hmm. watching them even though like you're not laughing you're like if i was there this would be insane mm-hmm. and then there's shows that like are actually still funny over like one mounted camera in the back of the room taped mm-hmm. improv at and that's just mind-blowing because it almost never happens i'm trying to think most of the i think every single like class show I ever had at fit whenever you get to see it, it's just this little camera on the way back in the theater. And just mm-hmm. like, it's not that great, but it is that. It's just like, y- you feel like you're getting uh, security footage of your life. Yeah. <laughs> but I try to tell students too, like, it's not like, if you want to show people, you can. Yeah, it's sure. So that you can see, because I, I like, I do have to check in. Like I said, I've never watched a full improv show myself because I do sometimes like when we were doing like uh, the improvised Shakespeare show, mm-hmm. I, I would go into a monologue and have absolutely no idea what I said because mm. you just get into the zone and you're looking at the fake moon and the moon and the moon and you're not. I'm not thinking at all, and I have to go back and be like, I gotta check that out and see if I made any sense. <laughs> Do I still know what I'm doing? What 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 was I missing in that? Oh, I actually adjectives. I could have used some adjectives <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> I did that with a lot of the with the like through the fit check where I would I would watch back my scenes specifically and take notes on what I did wrong because I was like. What re- what went wrong here? I remember it being bad, like. Oh. I mean, because it's a it's a two hundred one show yeah. or a one hundred one, and I was like, why why was that bad? Like, why did no one laugh at that? And then I would look back and I'd be like, oh yeah, that wasn't that wasn't funny, or like, oh this is meandering. Like, there's no reason for yeah. this. Uh, I don't know where this is going. Like, 
of course I wouldn't like this. Of course audiences didn't like this. And I think that's an important part of the learning experience. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. I, I don't want to look at myself. And <laughs> I don't want to hear myself. Yeah, I just do it when I know there's a moment that I'm like, I, I think that was recorded. I got to go back and see. Or there's something <laughs> hilarious. We had some like uh, Myths to Monsters shows and stuff where like climbing on top of people and like all kinds of craziness. And it's like, I got to see what that looked like. Mm. Uh, but here's an interesting fact. I have um, done extra work in like, maybe 10 probably 20 <laughs> somewhere in the teens movies and i have seen i think zero of them until creed 2 i don't even remember what some of them were like i'm like trying to picture because i remember that i did a different movie in the same studio where we did creed 2 and i don't know what it was <laughs> was it me myself was it me myself and irene no, I was that a was that a Philadelphia movie? Of course it was. No I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I watched this and I sent Kai a one screenshot where you can. There are some parts where if you know exactly where I'm sitting, you can be like that very blonde blob. <laughs> what do we call it? A blonde blur, right? Yeah. That blonde blur is definitely me. <laughs> when, when Kai told me that, I was like, oh, I'll just... Kai was like, oh, I'll tell you what scene is. I was like, oh, I'll figure it out. Like, there can't be that many crowd scenes in this movie. There's like <laughs> 10 crowd scenes. <laughs> There's so many crowd scenes that they kept me and told me to take off my jacket and shot a completely different crowd scene. And we're like, no one will know. It's you. Know, it's fine. <laughs> I... True. It I was. It was. We did three days. Um, so the scene, uh, you have the picture now. You yep. know, um, the scene is the first fight that um, is like him getting his fucking ass kicked. Yeah, the, the very first yeah. fight. The the fight where he yes. Um, so I was sitting behind Tessa Thompson over her right shoulder, and um, we did three days of reaction stuff for that fight and then on the third day we got done at like 10 30 11 o'clock at night and we were standing in line to get our thing stamped so we could get paid and they just went through and very obviously and literally pulled out anyone who looked like they could be russian and they had to do the shots behind all they needed for the final fight was um, the people sitting behind the three like sports announcers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they needed the sports announcer reactions from a different angle. So they were just doing things. I think that um, Drago was actually up there for a minute because he was just so sweet. He was like the nicest guy. Um, everyone just like loved him. You're talking about the guy who played um, Victor or... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, not Ivan. Uh, Dolph Lundgren was like the king of the world. Like when he walked in, the whole, all of the actors were like cheering and freaking out. And he was so sweet. Awesome. He tried to shake like everyone's hands in the Russian oh, people oh, scenes oh. and stuff. He was so sweet. Well, I bet his hands are um, huge. So it was probably easier for, for him. Oh to, my gosh. <laughs> he was they like, all right, all two hands so at a time. For <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> And then like the, some of the most impressive things were like, 
the people who wear the cameras and do like the follow shots and mm-hmm. all. And they're all like very strong and athletic. So everyone on the like actual like Matt was just ready and big and <laughs> strong, very strong. But um, yeah, they got, so we got paid extra to stay for like three hours over and just be like, blonde people in the background and i don't think you can see us at all they just needed people behind the like booth but they Mm -hmm. were like who how should we pick and they were like well and i was on the phone with my mom who is my like uh ukrainian russian side of the family at all and i'm like i think wait I think they want me to go do some Russian scenes, Mom. And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm getting pulled out. I got blonde hair. I got to go. I'm imagining them like running out of people and just being like, hey, we got a bunch of guys that work at Ikea. Does that fine? Just throw them. <laughs> That's close perfect, enough. Perfect. It's, it's a close enough. I also like, I thought that when you were like, I was on the phone with my mom and I really thought you were going to be like speaking Russian. And no. that's how I got the job. Oh, yeah, they would love that. No, I used to try to get my grandpa to teach me Russian, but he wouldn't. He kept saying, it was the Cold War, you know. It was it was Rocky style. He was like, no, you're an American. And I was like, I can hear you. Rocky fixed the Cold War. What the hell? <laughs> that is canonically true. <laughs> I do wonder what it would be like to, though, to live in Philly with, like, someone like Rocky actually living. Like, do we have an equivalent? Just, like, I, don't, I never looked into it to see if there is, like, a a famous Philly boxer that people really back like this. Um, I don't know about boxer, like, but if you ever see a sixer, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of similar. Like, <laughs> you'll see Joel Embiid on the street, and you'll be like, yeah. hey, Joel! Or, like, it, that happens all the time, and yeah. that's very, very common. But I don't know about boxer off the top of my head. Mm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to look that up. There's definitely yeah. famous boxers from Philly. Yeah, and I can't name my dad, a single my one. My dad moment. could name them for us. Well, your so, your dad, uh, dad always know. So, dad, who was on that wall above you? <laughs> Philly. Maybe I'll get my dad to take up uh, amateur boxing, and our dads can beat the shit out of each other. Yes. <laughs> I'll I'll text my mom and tell her not to let Billy Snow cut his hair <laughs> until we get full mullet. <laughs> oh, Sonny Liston. What's that? Yeah, mm. he was a, he was a, was a boxer. He was a very famous boxer, for mm-hmm. a long time ago though. Uh, Joe Frazier. Oh, oh yeah, Joe Frazier is a Philly dude. That's yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm now just saying names Those of boxers. Are some pretty I'm sorry. big boxers. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Philly is getting like I, I. That's one thing I'm I'm sad about is that I bet now that Rocky's gonna be out, they're gonna take this and it's not gonna be as Philly anymore. Like it's just probably not gonna be in Philly at all, uh, for the third one. Um, It'll probably be in LA, considering they've already tried yeah. to start at that. I get transition. it. It's a new thing. It's just like it's hard to see the thing after. You you think I wouldn't be emotionally connected to this movie, but every series we do. <laughs> A part of me stays with it, Jen. 
Um, and wow. not by choice. It's just I think Sylvester Stallone <laughs> stole it's some of who I am. It's just blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> yeah. It's the part of you that you leave um, in that desert in the middle of uh. nowhere montage that even if you don't know where you are, even if you never wanted to be there, you do leave a little part of yourself in that hole <laughs> that was going to be an earthquake. Yeah. It's inside that tire with that guy just punching me, that part of me, over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's a part of me that's spending $1,000 a day uh, that apparently has an extra money to lift tires. You said that earlier. It really pisses me off when people do that. How much money do you have that you're actually paying people hundreds of dollars to lift tires? Get the fuck out of here. scream at you and make you lift tires. (laughs) There are tires behind my house. There are. In the little alley on Annan Street, I could go lift tires if I wanted. And you know what? If I asked one of my neighbors to scream at me, they probably would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a tire in a park near where I grew up. Like, and you just, you would once in a while see a guy and you just flip it over and you're like, that guy's doing this for free. And then one day people were like, what if we charge people for that? And then that guy was like, man, still doing it for free. I'm sorry, listener, if I'm calling you out, but this is the same people doing fucking like goat yoga or like, uh, <laughs> this is the same people who are like, oh, we're going to have a professional chef and they're going to put marijuana in it. <laughs> Wait, no. It's hang our on, first hang time. On. <laughs> what? Hang on. Goat yoga sounds like adorable. Okay. You know what? I'm shitting on it, but I'd do it. <laughs> That's one where I'm like, I don't, you don't, like, I see tires all the time. I do not see tires all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because goat yoga will, like, you could be like. I mean, I can do yoga, but I don't have any goats. Right. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to have to edit that out because I think I just threw shit at our Patreon supporter, Jack McDermott. <laughs> oh, because he He's did goat, goat yoga, yoga one time? <laughs> it's all right. I'll talk to him about be it beforehand. Right. He'll take the hit. He'll take the hit. He's fine. <laughs> We'll talk to him last week about it. <laughs> yeah, he's... A, he's it's, <laughs> all right, this is such a fucking time jump for everybody. So we're recording uh, the Creed 2 episode a week before we're recording the Creed 1 episode because of time. So next week, I was supposed to tell you this at the end of the episode, but next week we're going to be back with the uh, Jack, our, I think, first Patreon supporter. Uh, so maybe not shit on them before they come on. <laughs> or I guess, wait, they will have already no, no, talked to you. the other way around. They will have already... You know who they are. You met them last week. <laughs> You love them already. Well, guess what? They're goat yoga people. <laughs> no, we have to keep it in. Oh, I shit. love goat yoga. I think it's adorable, but... Um... I'm an asshole. Yeah, way to go, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just so weird. You called out a very specific thing. I was like, what are you talking about? That sounds awesome. Like, it's not, it's not like other things where I'd be like... Yeah, I can do that anytime. Why would I pay? I could have picked any other yoga, like spider yoga. You've done spider yoga, right? I'm. Uh, can I assume <laughs> that it's yoga, but with a bunch of spiders? <laughs> wow, just so like simple-minded of you. I don't know. I've actually made it up, and I'm actually gonna see if it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the boxer that Rocky fought in the first movie? Spider yoga. Spider yoga. Spider yoga. There's a guy, Spider Rico. Everyone, that was. uh, It's a joke. About Rocky. Yeah. Ask ask your dad if he fought (laughs) Spider Rico. If anyone, I mean, if you made it to Creed two at this point, you should know who Spider Rico is. But it's a very. (laughs) I I don't remember what the word I'm looking for is. It's a very back of the room joke. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So there's no spider yoga, but there is Spider-Man related yoga. <laughs> there's that. So look into it. I might actually check that out sometime. 
Is that yoga where you play the Spider-Man video game? I think that's exactly what you do. Yeah, you just move uh, your... It's a lot of leg work. I wanted to be able to climb up walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, has anyone ever tried to, like, climb a wall because you thought you were Spider-Man? Are you well, asking me well. if I've ever done Salvia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, like... <laughs> not when you were, like, 28 or whatever. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would. I mean, if if... If the wall that I used to climb when I was eight still existed, I would go climb that right now. That was super fun. There was this this like uh, public grade school by my house, and the just the balcony like attached in this perfect way that you can't really. I could try to draw you a picture, but you can't see it. Um, but you could kind of like shimmy up the corner of a wall like you know put your legs on each side in a corner and then mm-hmm. there was a a like balcony to your left so if you just got a little bit higher than you are tall you could uh get up onto this balcony and i felt like spider-man every time i went up there then we would just sit up there there's always great stuff up there frisbees and balls and all of the stuff that the kids who were too scared to shimmy up the wall would leave up there so you would score tons of things to play with yeah, you bunch of babies. Yeah. <laughs> we got I'm all just the toys. Spider up the wall for a minute. You say babies? Yeah, babies. That's in like I don't know. I thought of something. I don't. I don't remember. I haven't been a kid yelling at other kids for not being <laughs> able to do something. <laughs> I okay. I'm so sorry. I wasn't. I guess I wasn't truly listening because I thought you meant that like there was frisbees and babies <laughs> up on the roof. No, no, no. no. That would be a wild story. Frisbees that, like, some children who Kai is calling babies (laughs) threw up there. Little babies threw frisbees up there, yeah. Babies like frisbees, but they don't Spider-Man up walls very well, so they can't get their frisbees. And I can, because I was a spunky little eight-year-old who didn't think I could ever fall. I was right there with you. I was a jungle gym crazy kid, just climbing on and everything. I grew up in the New Hampshire, the Granite State, so I used to free climb granite rock, like, hundreds of feet Whoa. without rope. Like, oh my I, gosh. I thought I was never going to die. And, and honestly, uh... Friend, still haven't. Yeah, I, I still haven't. I got friends, <laughs> uh... We've shit on Donnie in uh, last week's episode. So Donnie, <laughs> two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, two weeks ago. You're getting a little bit more shit, Donnie. Um, but yeah, <laughs> now my friend Donnie and I were stupid kids, and we used to like sled down those uh, like certain like very angular uh, like granite rocks. Just you, when you're when you're like eight, nine, ten, you just like there's not what's death invincible. Ah, oh, it's so fucking just dumb. just for a little bit of a frame of reference, Jess. Uh, Kai is directly responsible for Donnie losing his finger in specifically a rock climbing accident. Oh my god. Res- responsible is an interesting word. Um... Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we don't need to rehash it, but I did do acid with my childhood best friend when we were adults, and it did result, unfortunately, not so much rock climbing as much as scaling rocks along the seashore. And uh, mm. a boulder did let loose, and um, it did it did not land on his face because I did shout, "Look out!" Um, oh so he God. did, but where he put his hand uh, was indeed uh, his hand did not hear the okay. lookout message. Okay. Um, so Donny Nine Pins D Nine, but he still has a face, so that's good. Still got the face, uh, and it's a beautiful Ooh. face, and I'm gonna suck up to you for the rest of my life. 
<laughs> I it's funny you said the face thing. I actually just watched a video about how there was a football game in like 1916 or something like that. And they used to have this type of play that's now obviously banned from football where all the football players would stack on top of each other and become the world's tallest man <laughs> and then try and block kicks so that they couldn't get a field goal. And in this one specific game, the guy got hit in the face so hard it permanently like restructured his face. It was horrifying. And I'm going to tell you, that's not the worst thing that happened in that game. It was a very oh interesting video. Gosh. He got hit in the face like with the ball? Uh-huh. Oh. They lost that game 222 to nothing. It seems silly. impossible. That seems not yeah, even possible. That's silly. <laughs> that's the point. They lost to um it, it was like they insulted this college. It was one college uh, insulted another college, and the football coach of that college was John Heisman, famous for the Heisman Trophy. For, for famous for something that you can't see us all doing right now perfectly. We all look great. <laughs> uh, he basically invented modern football. Uh <laughs> They insulted that guy, and he was like, okay, get a football team, and you guys are going to go against me. And they were like, we don't have a football team. And they were like, and he was like, tough shit. Get some law students who have never seen a game of football played ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? Why is that fun? They beat them mercilessly, mm. and, like, stray dogs came on the field and, like, tried to bite the guys. It was a crazy story. A dude walked away with a football in his head. Is that accurate? Basically, yeah. <laughs> he walked away with a new head thanks to a football. Wait a minute. So he's Hey Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the origins of, of Arnold? <laughs> the, the point is, they st they had there used to be a football play that where they <laughs> stacked all the football players on top of each other to become one gigantic man. That's ridiculous. Which I would love to watch that Voltron version of football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would honestly sign a petition to allow that rule to come back. Because, <laughs> I mean, <wouldn't... laughs> oh, God, I would love to see Tom Brady just at the top being like, come on, stop wiggling. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't throw the ball. <laughs> also, two very flawless impressions of Tom Brady that we just did right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Is that really is that really the best Tom Brady I've ever done? I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't think he has a distinct enough he voice <laughs> to have an impression of Tom Brady. Honestly, I feel bad. I gotta stop mentioning him uh, so much on the podcast, and also just around so many Philadelphians. Uh, they don't like that. That's a, like a <laughs> it's like a swear word around here. That's a swear word around everywhere. That's not New England. Well, I mean. And now in New England and now because he's it's on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful that I've never been a, like a football fan. I give zero shits. Um, but it, it is very much so known that he's like what the hate is. Like aside from Donald Trump, he was probably like the most hated person uh, <laughs> in in America uh, for a long time. I mean, that's mostly because he's arguably the greatest uh, quarterback of all time. People tend to hate whoever's the best at the time, and then later on they're like, you know what? He was the best. That's because true. they hate watching their team lose, is so, what the reason. This is why Billy Snow didn't get a movie. 
People hate the best. (laughs) (laughs) You want a real underdog story? We've been telling this one for over 40 years. This one second mention in the 1976 classic comes back in 2022 with a gray mullet to show Philadelphia what Philadelphia looks like in the greatest montage scene that's ever been completely at the former Franklin Mills Mall, the Philadelphia Mills Mall. Billy Snow in <laughs> Billy Snow, the Rocky Balboa story. I just love the idea of a training montage of just like someone digitally like took or like old cuts from all the Rocky franchise. It's fine, like of all the Rocky scenes, uh, and then there's just your dad just having a regular day, <laughs> watching golf and making coffee. Yeah, <laughs> going out to get the paper and. Uh, Rearranging the logs of firewood on the porch, <laughs> and and like the theme song is like we all prepare in different ways. <laughs> I I was actually thinking about like an even more ridiculously long montage scene where they're running around, where like I imagine them at like down by the uh, 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 navy yard. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. Down by the navy yard, and then they're like by the King of Prussia Mall. And then they're running by the uh, Camden Aquarium. It's like, how are they getting and in this, the in this just one run? And then yeah. Well, didn't I mean you you you've done all of the all of the films now? Um, didn't someone figure out like mm-hmm. one of the runs from like the original Rocky or something that it was like? so many miles and would have been just like completely ridiculous yeah it was something like 20 miles i'll look it up right now i think people like do that run like not in the order that rocky did it because that would be silly because you'd be in kensington and then south philly and then kensington again but they like mapped it out well, teleportation's a thing, actually. That will definitely be one of the first things Philly opens up. <laughs> you want to run like Rocky? <laughs> no, you can actually do the Rocky run. Yeah. No, I like the idea of, if we're going to do this movie with your dad, the cut, I want the the cuts <laughs> montage of of Rocky, but then it cuts to just your dad taking a lift at the, around the city instead. <laughs> and he's, like, pointing, like, it's right over there. I don't know, it's right over there. <laughs> This used to all be farm. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Why can't you get over there? <laughs> Just going around Logan Circle like nine times. <laughs> You're not in the right lane. <laughs> they, they did Stay that in, the- in your lane, Billy Snow. Stay in your lane. <laughs> and then there's just a pause and like look to the camera like was that the whole point <laughs> did they make this movie specifically for that mm-hmm. well look they're uh, making creed 3 i think it comes out next year um that means you have another year to make this movie with your dad and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if we need to extend you know episode 9 and 10 of the rocky franchise well whichever one comes first we'll do but maybe get your dad on as a guest for his own yeah. movie. <laughs> oh my god. That that would be better if he didn't know he was in. <laughs> it's just full of shock. 
I've just taken some incognito footage of him stacking logs on the yeah. porch and making tea in the morning, just... and I've put it to some queen or something. <laughs> <laughs> just, just send him a Skype link and be like, hey, welcome. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> Great. I'd love the world get... premiere. <laughs> I love making getting uh, guests uh, unwillingly come up to our, our mm. podcast. <laughs> Billy's a good sport. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so sorry I made you watch uh, a Rocky movie. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- I'm so glad I watched a movie that I was in. I... I I haven't well I mean I've watched movies where I had lines and stuff but I've never watched one where I didn't have any lines. Oh, you were a featured actor in movies. Um just, just like small independent things I've done a couple of lines and stuff, yeah. Still, that mean does that mean you're in um uh SAG? That's what it is. No. I never oh, okay. had to join SAG. Like, like this, like you can see, you watched the movie. There weren't really as many people as it looks like mm-hmm. were in the arenas, when right. they, but there are hundreds of extras on some of these days. Like, so, uh, yeah, if it's a, if it's a contract that big, you don't have to join SAG. You can okay. even have a line or two probably and still get away with it. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe <laughs> not for SAG. Maybe not. Sag to actually speak yeah because i remember there's that famous story from uh dumb and dumber where he there's two guys standing outside of a uh 7-eleven and he just goes ah big gulps huh and they don't say anything because if they say anything they have to get paid yeah and then so they just go and he goes okay then and just (laughs) goes in the car and it's (laughs) one of the most random scenes but it's so funny because it's just out there (laughs) Um, we are getting to about a wrap-up time. So, does anyone have any uh, leftover notes that they wanted to talk about? I don't know. I have mixed feelings about whether or not I enjoy this movie to, enough to keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I will say this. Um, even from just doing these two Creed movies, I would agree. I think a lot of people have stated on the internet from what I can see that this just should be where it ends. Um, yeah. I'm fine with this being a conclusion. I think this was a, would have been a great way to do that. Um, this movie was much more about the heart, and after watching, now what, seven weeks of Rocky film? <laughs> like, I was surprised how much it did go, okay, well, that's a nice... All right, we're getting the wrap-up and all that fun stuff. It's It's got my heart, unfortunately. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Kai. Yeah. <laughs> Now you know why I love Rocky. Except you don't, because you probably don't enjoy them as much as I did. (laughs) I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I mean, I'd seen Rocky a bunch. I mean, it's just on sometimes. Yeah. And I've definitely seen the second one, and I'm pretty sure the third one. And it's all, like, the same story over and over again. Like... I kind of, because I had done the days as an extra and stuff, I kind of, like, I kind of had, like, guesses as to, like, I knew I wasn't at, like, the last fight because there wasn't any, like, 
there were some big moments of like because we don't really know what's going on like because they keep stopping everything and all you don't know what is the last thing because they're not shooting in exact order like the the fighting stuff is kind of but they're gonna splice in all kinds of close-ups from different things and all um like a lot of the time they were just doing stuff and we were all sitting in our seats like talking and playing games and uh, meeting friends. A lot of characters. Lots of characters come out to be extras in Rocky movies. Um, so it was interesting having lunch with them and stuff. But I feel like I could have not watched it and guessed everything that was gonna happen um pretty much but like i like michael b jordan i like tessa tom like it was really well done and all it wasn't like hard to watch but it was like predictable of course yes (laughs) which isn't always Mm -mm. that's not always the worst thing like I think one of the uh, things about Rocky One is how simple it is. That's one of the charms of it. Is it's just mm-hmm. yeah, it's this is a story of a a guy who's down on his luck and he gets a chance at uh, the top. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. Eight, nine, ten times. I mean, <laughs> we'll see if they do because they really did that. Even Creed One was like a touch. Call, tons of callbacks to the first one, and then this one was kind of like a bunch of callbacks to like all of them, like a weird, like a weird combination Everyone's, of all of them. Yeah, um, yeah. He has a baby like in the second one. Yeah, and, and he fights the uh, the guy early on in the movie, like the third one. Yeah. Then he fights in a desert, like the opposite of the fourth one. Right. But, I mean, like they're all touching the same beats. They're hitting the same notes. They know what they're trying to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which feels a little unnecessary considering it's twenty twenty one. It's a whole new series. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But yeah. true. The one thing, yeah. the one thing I really wished through this whole thing, and I kept shouting at my TV, was like, when are they going to reveal that Rocky is a ghost? Because I felt that through the whole I film. I thought that too. That was like I he's that not real. Parts. Yeah, he wasn't there. Yeah, I thought that. I was trying to look for if that was true or not. Yeah. And I think that some of the other movies that I've done extra work on were M. Night Shyamalan movies. So I was like, that's just in your head because they shoot at the same place like outside of Chester. (laughs) (laughs) But but I seriously was like, is Rocky dead? (laughs) He has cancer in the first one. In the first Creed. Yeah. Like, I I did kind of think that in his very first scene because it's kind of him talking off screen a little bit. Mm And he is. Um, there's no one else in the room, and people specifically left right before he started talking. Oh. So I was like, "Is dude dead? Yeah. What's going on here? Anyone else seeing this? Can, can am I the only one to see? Can, can see this? Oh. Can anyone else see this legendary <laughs> boxer talking to me right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm guessing they did it intentionally. Something tells me that this was not a mistake. This is something they probably wanted to tease you for like a second with. Um, yeah. Either that or we're all just unique and I'll have the exact same in for like a second, but then yeah, find out we all have exactly. the exact same thought. <laughs> I, uh, my left note was quite the opposite of like, is this a shared experience? Because I had this feeling of like when he couldn't get his baby to stop crying. Mm-hmm. So he takes her to a gym and then he finally punches a punching bag a bunch. 
and he starts crying and then she stops he like looks at her and i really had the feeling that this baby was going to turn to him with like a really deep voice and be like <laughs> now you have unlocked your potential father. <laughs> fight to avenge your father now and i was like <laughs> i was just like why do i get this feeling this baby's going <laughs> to be james l jones for a second <laughs> But she also did stop crying after that, and it was like, it felt like she had given him knowledge. Mm-hmm. Or she just turns into like a little old man, like Mickey, like standing <laughs> in the corner. The towel falls off, and it's just like an old guy winking no. and disappears <gasps> into the. Didn't I bring a baby here? I'm gonna make you so happy, Jim. What it is, is that Mickey is actually, uh, it's like being John Malkovich. Mickey's in the eyes of, I'm just kidding, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> living through the next generation, uh, is it Amaya, who you're going to have to fight. So prepare <laughs> at some point. <laughs> you're going to have yeah, to fight one Amaya, day you're gonna... who has Mickey living inside of her consciousness. Yeah, yeah, that is how it went. You're right. That is how it went. Uh, it was very clearly a being John Malkovich scenario. <laughs> a tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. Sounds exactly like the Sly Stallone I know. And much like how Jess is going to fight Rocky's grandson, yes. he has to fight his infant daughter at some point, yep. who is a tiny Burgess Meredith. <laughs> Who winks and disappears into a towel. Yeah. <laughs> and Rocky's dead. That, this and was Rocky the, was this dead the did. whole time. <laughs> well, I'm crying, oh, so that's good. Thank you. <laughs> I aim for that every episode to be cry laughing, and it just, that's, we're doing yeah. good at that. We're doing real good at that. Yay. <laughs> Alrighty, well, Jim, you said you're good? We have all the notes? Yep. Alright, well, yep. uh, before we get wrapped up here, um, I do want to ask you, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Nothing really specifically right now. I have a couple of um, things this summer that may happen in person or may happen over Zoom that are bubbling and things but nothing i can like announce yet so that's why jessysnow.com is the greatest place in the world because it will have all of the information very soon like probably now in the now it's actually jessisnow.com <laughs> that's how you spell it oh. um jessie yeah, okay. snow is jessisnow.com so it, it it will now be information for you. Find me. Hopefully, I'll be in the real world. Hopefully, yeah. I'll make some people mm-hmm. laugh in some parks and some things like that. But I will be on the Zoom, and I will be on the podcasts, and I might be making some funny videos with some people. Hell yeah. So. I can't wait to collaborate with humans again. We're, we're close. Yes. Honestly, five weeks away, it's starting so to feel like close. we start beginning... Start getting into do like even in person hangs again. I just want to play board games with my friends inside the same building. Um. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thank you very much. We appreciate you coming on. You're the best. This thank is absolutely you. everything we wanted and more. Um, so we'll absolutely love to have you back. Please do so. There are so many All more right. movies. We'll be doing this until we die, Jim. 
Oh, good, good, good. That's what I was aiming for. Cool. <laughs> it's exactly what your eyes are saying right now as well. <laughs> <laughs> to our current, uh, let's see, six listeners, and then whoever you are out in Ireland, uh, thank you for, for coming back. Uh, and know that this is going to be with you for the rest of your life. Uh, next week, we... Oh, my God. Now, I, actually, wait. Next week... <gasps> I don't... A new... No, we don't know. <gasps> this has never happened before where we record the episode that I don't know oh. what's happening next. Just do the thing where you're like, next week we'll have, and then edit in later. Oh, good. Uh, John Malkovich. And then... <laughs> so, folks, we're still waiting uh, on uh, one more vote because, once again, I want to remind everybody, because why not throw an ad at the end of the episode, that you can actually have a sway into what movie franchise, uh, franchises we do watch. Uh, so our patrons do have access to vote. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, who knows? It could be Pitch Perfect. It could be Charlie's Angels. It could be Land Before Time. Who knows? It's not going to be Land Before Time because that wasn't on our list. It wasn't on the list. But... That was a teaser. <laughs> and those true Land Before Time people are fucking amped to go to patreon.com uh, slash rotten treasure and get on our fucking level. Uh, yeah, it's just Jenny Nicholson out there. <laughs> that was a... That was an obscure joke. I'm full of them today. <laughs> Is that where you wanted me to end it? Was just your your unlanded joke? Yeah, I, I also I also want you to cut in. I want you to amplify the silence that came after it. <laughs> All right, well, hold on. Everyone, everyone, be silent so I have something to copy and paste. <laughs> ruined it. I was gonna shame you for way longer than that. <laughs> I, I, I just like someone moved the mic and I could hear it. That was me. Sorry. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure and on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure and on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to patreon.com slash rotten treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.